Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park But so, you know, I keep, when I started this, it was basically just a, okay, that's recording too. Just basically just, I didn't know how long this would last. I thought it would be three episodes, four episodes, whatever you're done, whatever. So I didn't really care right. to set up the background just because I was new to it. I didn't know if I'd like it. It was, it was really scary for me too, doing something like this because I've never done it oh, yeah. in my life, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, but now, you know, how long have I been going? A year now. So I keep on. I keep looking up stuff. And I'm like, I need to change my background now. Maybe I add a little spice to it. Like get. Yeah. I, I like the dark and moody looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. anyway, but anyway, uh, th- thanks for being here, though. By the way, and taking yeah, time to to me. thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, why don't you give everyone a little blurb about yourself, so we know what's oh, going on? These questions are always the best kind of questions. Yeah, I always hate those. <laughs> like, uh, I'm still on the spot. <laughs> I got a. So somebody called me out one time for not introducing people Oh, and I don't like doing it because it doesn't feel authentic to me that I, right. you know, like it just feels yeah, like yeah. I wanted to be like, we're just talking. Like I would not get up in front of a restaurant to say, hey, everybody, here's Janet, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, she's from California, yeah. born and raised. <laughs> um, well, I'm Janet yeah, from California, just- born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the founder of Gym Party. It's a fun virtual wellness program that helps everyday people find joy in fitness and nutrition. Uh, I'm a self-proclaimed fun expert, <laughs> first generation to immigrant parents, uh, purple belt in jujitsu, nice. a Disney enthusiast. Nice. Uh, so we're going to talk about all the things today and have a great time. so you grew up in san jose correct that's what you said right yeah born and raised i i went to school in san diego and then spent like 10 years living in la and then moved back to san jose so i've just been like up and down california did you not like la or no i loved la um but at the time uh my now husband then boyfriend was living in san jose um, we went to the same high school together and then we could reconnected. So we were doing long distance for a bit. Um, and uh, it was like, I was kind of at a, like a time in my life too, where I wasn't really happy with my job. And I was like crossfitting a lot. <laughs> so like I came back up here and I was like, Oh, I guess I can like do something with CrossFit up here. So then I started working out NorCal CrossFit at the time. Right now it's, it's, it's real big as NC fit, but um, I yeah, so I started at Valley CrossFit 
down south. And if you're a CrossFit OG, then you understand how long I've been in CrossFit industry. Like I, uh, Valley CrossFit was where like Becca Voigt, Kristen Clever, Lindsay Valenzuela, Katie Hogan, like they all went down there. So my experience with CrossFit was amazing. Like these amazing, strong elite women. And then I moved up north and then it was like this whole dichotomy of like, uh, at NorCal was like Jason Kalipa and Neil Maddox. And so it was like this whole like bro type of feel. <laughs> so, um, so it was like, I had like all of the best of both worlds there. So, uh, so that's when I like stayed up in NorCal and then my husband and I got married. And so I'm, I'm here now. Were you getting to work out with those Titans like Maddox and Kalipa and all that? Or um, kinda... at first, yeah, at first, um, Neil Maddox is kind of in and out. He's not part of, he wasn't part of NorCal, but he was like in the area. So they would work out together. Um, we, we, we used to do these things uh, like the coaches, the coaching staff. Um, we'd all work out together at two o'clock nice. um, and in one place. And it was like probably the most fun fitness time of my life. Like when we were all kind of, there and it was they were competitive but you know some of the other coaches were not as competitive we're just kind of there to for the experience and getting fit and stuff like that but um man those are intense times like I remember having to like score someone for the open like be their judge and I was just like just so nervous yeah so I, I've done my fair judging for the open and then plus you know I do a little competitions here and there's some local ones and then sometimes oh, nice. score or judging yeah. and so it's always like oh God, how many were they on like trying to keep I know counting. like double double unders are the worst you're like what? oh yeah please don't fuck this up <laughs> you're just, like, just my head's just like bobbing with the me <laughs> well, that's like one of the biggest fears a lot of people like they don't want to judge oh, yeah. or volunteer just because of that They're like I don't want to oh. screw up anybody's score yeah get it but. do you remember um the judge for Camille um and during the CrossFit games I don't know if you, mm-hmm. not recently it was like uh years ago but like yeah that judge like no repped her and then, like, when you rewatch it, you're like, oh, man, why did she get a no rep? But, like, you know, like, as a judge, like, in the moment, I totally understand. But then, man, she got a lot of, that judge got a lot of flack for that. And it's like, I never want to be in that position. Not at a high level. Do you know who Ryan Fisher is? No, I don't. Uh, he owns CrossFit Chalk. Um, Ryan Fisher? Right, no, what I say? You said Rob Fisher? I don't know. Yeah, Ryan Fisher. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or maybe I just heard Rob and I was like, oh. Maybe I did. <laughs> that, that Fisher guy. All right. So, yeah. Uh-huh. He had a meltdown on one of his judges in one of the games and he had, yeah. basically told him he was going to kill his whole family and everything. Oh, <laughs> no. The judges, he's like an MMA fighter and stuff. And it's like, Ryan, what are you doing? Oh, there? yeah. Um, something McDonald, right? There like you the go. tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I remember that. Pastor got Yeah, that was. Uh, you can't yeah. Yeah. I That's installed crazy. his program for a while there for a couple of years. Dude, dude, you're like, oh, I gotta buy that guy's program. He's, yeah. a, he's a loose, yeah. he's a loose yeah. cannon. I, gotta- <laughs> I mean, that's what he's talking about. I guess he's just a little competitive. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But it's for good. Sure. Yeah, I've never had a meltdown as far as like I've done those small competitions. But I'm usually just like whatever. Yeah, right. I've never been good enough to afford a meltdown. Like I've never been like you know worthy of having a meltdown. <laughs> well have you have you done a crossfit competition or anything yeah like way back when when it was like before even um regionals it was like sanctionals <laughs> like it was like i've seriously been around a really long time um but yeah we you know because it was like all of uh, down at valley crossfit all of the women were like elite so they were like all gonna go individual and then so like there was like the first tier of women and then like the the B team 
which is like the leftover. It's like, I guess you can do team. (laughs) Cool. And then it was kind of the same way at NorCal. Like I was, so I would compete in team, but I never did anything individual. Like I was never good enough for individual. So you're going to be on team though. Yeah. But you know, again, back then it wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. Like you can still like, this is just my hobby, but right now, like even the teams are like crazy elite. Like I, that's true. I, like there's no way I can <laughs> back then it was different like you could I, have yeah. a job and you can you know do this yeah when part-time. I started I started in 13 12 or 13 and I remember if you actually snatched 225 that was really really good like as far as starting out but now it's if you if you're not even over 275 I know it's crazy I know I remember uh one of the I think it was like 2011 regionals or something like that um like there were snatches and it was a ladder and like the first weight was 95 and then it was like 105 <laughs> and I was just like oh god like if I could just get 105 over my head I would be happy but like can you imagine now like that's somebody's warm-up weight exactly <laughs> it's like I'm ripping this up for like 20 rep max bro yeah yeah exactly all right so <laughs> let's go back a bit so how did you get into the CrossFit game back then like I said, I was like the B squad. Back then, like you just walked into a gym one day. And- oh, how did I find CrossFit? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So like, um, one of my friends, like I was doing, like, I would just run on the beach or like, again, I was living in LA and I would do these like boot camps that like random classes that people ran on the beach. And then my friend's that I would like this like type of class so he just called me up he was or he emailed me he was like I think you'd really like this um and sent me a link to uh Valley Cross or just CrossFit and then I just checked I just like googled the nearest CrossFit class and that's how I fell into it it wasn't even some magical story and I don't even think I stuck with it right away but I did like maybe two classes but I remember loving it a lot um but then I couldn't afford it or something because it was like expensive and then and then remembering like, and then we go back to like those boot camps and those runs. And I was like, oh, it's just not the same. It's not the same kind of workout, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I, and then I went back and I never, I've really not turned back since, but I mean, now I do kind of a different version of it. Cause once you, once you do it so long, like then you kind of have to adapt to your, where you're at in life. And that I think right now I'm just kind of like an at home CrossFitter, which is perfect for me right now and that's kind of my program as well it's like the foundation is very much crossfit um but like for at for people who live at home so whatever you have in, at your house we kind of work with that yeah. um but you know the intensity is there and the camaraderie is there the community is there so i think i think our program is kind of the best best of crossfit in a virtual sense yeah, I like that. Like you're just picking up, you know, if you can't find something, pick up like laundry detergent. Yeah, as way to- yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Cat litter. You know, all that stuff. It's like a pet peeve of mine. You know, people are just like, I don't have time to get to the gym or I don't have time to do yeah. type of workout. It's like, well, if you can do it at the house, I mean, you don't really have yeah. much excuse. Maybe take that 30 minutes from watching that Netflix show and go. Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. Or whatever. So that's kind of a, especially yeah. during a pandemic, I'm sure too, when all the gyms mm-hmm. are down, especially. Yeah. I think like it's hard to uh, change your mind when you like had the certain the certain intensity and the certain you know uh, demand on your body when you go into a class with a coach and stuff. And so people think they have to be in that setting in order to get that. But really, if you're self accountable, you can definitely do it. You know, you can just do burpees in the middle of your kitchen, do as fast as you can. You'll you'll definitely get a workout. You yeah. know, <laughs> I think that's what a big problem is there's a lot of not people 
generally speaking, not a lot of people who are self accountable anymore. Right. Yeah. They just don't know how to get around that just because yeah. there's like always a million reasons to say no or find excuses to do anything. There's yeah. then they complain later on, like, oh, I wish I, you know, was two sizes down or whatever. But it's like, well, yeah, you, bro. I mean, yeah, um, you got 20 minutes, sit there and let's like yeah. you 10 minutes of burpees or whatever. Yeah. So for those non accountable people, uh, go ahead and sign up to gym party. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So have you been pretty active in fitness your whole life? Not my whole life. Like I was an accountant before I was a boxing coach. (laughs) And so that was kind of that, like, you know, that point in my life where I was like, ah, like, I just don't, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing, but I've been like this cross with this hobby. I've been doing a lot. I was kind of coaching classes like two times, two times a week. The gym I was at, they paid for my um, certification. And so um, I was really enjoying it. And like, when I moved back home, I wasn't really sure of, that even was the like the direction I was gonna go, but um, then it just kind of uh, snowballed from there. Like it, things just uh, opportunities just kept happening for me. So I was like, okay, I guess this is this is a good path. Um, and then and then eventually to now where I get to kind of create my own my own thing. So you're your own boss right now, doing your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love stories like that because somebody who had a the typical nine to five and decided that this yeah. is not for me anymore, that I want to start doing my own thing and living the way I want to. And like, yeah. Like, and I, I actually have like, like that, that, uh, that really speaks to you. Do you also have something that you started? No, nah, well, that's this, but this, I mean, I still, this podcast? I, yeah, but I still have my <laughs> yeah. nine to five and stuff. Like I said, I haven't, you know, got the cojones yet to actually do what you did and say, screw everything and we'll take a leap of faith here and yeah no but you're doing it and like I feel like everyone's gonna do it in their own way right like the way I kind of did it was um both both times so like I have like two kind of cojones stories I guess you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> the first one is like when I left NC Fit to start my own thing and that was like that was me like taking a chance because again like I wanted to do things my way. And, um, you know, I thought there was an opportunity there, but I didn't know that at first, like I just kind of left not really have anything in line, you know? And so, um, after I left, I was like, okay, well, I'll just do it myself. Like, you know, and like, and that is really, really scary. And then two years into that, where I was kind of doing things on my own and like create, like I, my, my, a whole thing was corporate wellness. So I wanted to, I left NC Fit so I can do corporate wellness and do wellness programs at companies. And so two years into that, I had some, I had some pretty good clients lined up because I'm in Silicon Valley in San Jose and um, it's like a lot of companies here. So that opportunities for that is kind of, it's, 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 it's nice, you know, like I can go to companies and do classes and um, I had some clients lined up. And then the pandemic hit and they're like, well, sorry, no one's on site anymore. Like, so like, so that was like the ending of my first Tahone story. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so my second one was like, okay, well, cause I never thought I would do a virtual program. Like I, I thought virtual programs were like P90X, you know, like it was very one-sided and I wasn't a fan of Peloton. Cause again, like very one-sided one person running the thing and you're following, but there's really no accountability. And there's like, there's just a kind of, that's, I don't, I personally don't think Peloton would have done that well if it wasn't for the pandemic. 
but now they're not doing so well anymore. So that kind of proves my theory, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, so like in my mind, virtual was just kind of this one-sided non-coachy thing. And so I told myself now that I'm forced to do kind of virtual things because of the pandemic, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And what I wanted was that perfect, like kind of CrossFit community, but in a virtual setting. So like you still get the coaching, you still get the camaraderie, you still get the community. Um, you know, it's still, even though it's a group class, it still, it still feels very personalized to you. Um, the CrossFit style workouts, you know, they inherently improve you improve your fitness. So it's like, there's no secret to that. Like if you write a good crossword workout, you're good. Your fitness is going to be improved. <laughs> so, um, and then I also wanted like a wide range of demographics. So I, I wanted diversity. I wanted all kinds of ages. I want all kinds of colors. I want all kinds of sizes. So I just made a point to kind of hire staff that was that way. Um, so I'm in it now and it's still scary, <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, but you're right. Like, um, it is, there are days that are very difficult, but, you know, um, but when you have a really strong community, it's also very rewarding. Yeah. That's what I like to tell folks about CrossFit is that we have a good community at my box and that, you know, that's I, great. I throw down with some police officers and stuff and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a police officer or anything, but it's kind of like, Hey, if I can put myself through hell on this workout right there beside them, that I kind of feel like, all right, you know, I'm kind of doing my thing with them and building that camaraderie. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. completely different. Obviously they're not, they're laying their lives out on the line. I'm just right. But still it's kind of like, well, you know, if I, they're doing that, I can make my heart rate go up and sweat and feel like yeah. I'm a couple. <laughs> but you're probably helping them too. You know, they're, they're, you know, there's, even though like competition isn't everything and like, it's, you know, like CrossFit Games competition is different, I think, in the in the true box community competition. Like that competition inside the box is more like, I'm gonna be at my best so that this person can be at their best. I'm gonna keep trying my best so that this next pers person next to me can can also try their best. You know, so it's not really about beating people. It's more about like I got to bring my A game so that that person can improve, and that's what creates a really good community. You know, like nobody really cares about your score, but you they just care about your effort. Yeah, no, I agree 100% with you. I mean, it's almost like a double-edged sword because the ego and the camaraderie and, you know, the competition, you're wanting to beat the person beside you. But also, mm -hmm. I think that's where CrossFit almost gets the bad name from it, where that yeah. ego and stuff will take over and you're trying to, you know, deadlift 315, 21 times. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. your fat goes out and they blame it on yep. CrossFit. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have been doing that when it was only your second week at CrossFit, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and that's why co coaching that is so important. That's why coaching is so important. And unfortunately, not, you know, not all boxes and coaches are created equal. And um, and that's okay. I mean, you know, that's kind of how they mapped it out, uh, you know, CrossFit uh, HQ. Like that's just to the business model, right? So there's just really no accountability. It's really, you really have to take the time to shop and find a good box. And I think that's for anything, not just CrossFit, but like anything, right? Like yeah. you, anything, any service that you use, you, you just have, it's, you're responsible for taking exactly. the time to do your yeah, own homework. Yeah. You know, that's, we have new members come in sometimes and, you know, we have three or four boxes in our area and say, hey, just try them all out. You know I mean? You don't have mm -hmm. to pick one today and just, you might get a coach that's having a bad day and then you're like, oh, well, 
screw this guy joining up here, the other one. So yeah, and you can take that to other places, you know, just don't go buy the first thing you see at a store. I like to shop and look at reviews on the internet. I go, me too. I'm always like, what does that look like? How much is that on Amazon? Exactly. (laughs) I'm sure do my BD on it, my due diligence, but. Yeah. And that's what the internet's for. Like that, you know, if we have that source, why not resource? Why not use it? You know? got a phone you got a screen just sit here and take a few minutes out of your yeah exactly <laughs> it's easy now. exactly uh, i wanted to ask though that when you know when you quit you know at norcal and you quit your other job i mean did that drive you though did you have extra motivation like you said like you had nothing going on like i gotta make something yeah. this is the end game for me if i don't right yeah i, I called it like my midlife crisis but <laughs> it, i was not even like close to midlife but yeah it was like kind of like a like a whole, like, who am I? Like, what do I want to do? Cause there's like two things in those situations that you can look at. Like, yes, like what, what am I going to do? But also like the possibilities are endless. So like, what can I do? You know? So it's like, there's just this two ways to look at it. And I kind of looked at it like, I can do anything I want, right? I'm not tied to anything. Um, I do need to make money. Like, you know, so like I could figure that out. Um, So I would, uh coach at a, a nearby box just to kind of make some money um part-time while I kind of figured it out but you kind of have to be strategic about it you know like I wouldn't I don't want your listeners to be like I'm gonna quit my job right now <laughs> I'm motivated on the <laughs> yeah I know I'm like guilty I'm like really bad like not bad or good, but my friends say that I can convince them to do like anything, <laughs> especially when I'm drunk. Like they're just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over the world. So just disclaimer, please don't quit your jobs and be strategic about it if you're unhappy. Um, there's always ways, like to me in my mind, it was like, I can like, you know, you can work at a Starbucks or something while you figure it out. Just know that it's temporary. It's not, you know, that please make a plan. Like don't just stay there and be unhappy, but yeah. So I, I, I kind of looked at it like, Oh, well, I guess I can, I can really do anything I want. Yeah. You know, cause you know, I'm relating to, well, I'm not really, I'm trying to relate to a lot of this just because mm-hmm. you know, when I grew up, it was always like, Hey, go to college, go, you know, go to school, get your education, get that mm-hmm. stable job and, you know, just make money. And then after 30 years, retire and then figure it out. Right. <laughs> right. You know, just, you know, yeah. and I don't know if it's pandemic or just, I don't know really what it was, but I started to try to train my brain differently and like learn like, yeah, well, maybe I don't have to, you know, do it just because, you know, that's the normal or the social norm way to yeah. life, you know, and like, maybe there's other things to do. And um, yeah, yeah, there is. find your passion, I guess is what I'm saying. And, yeah. then, and then, you know, like, Hey, I could probably make a little money at this, you know, right. not saying that, you know, do what, you know, but you just said, don't everyone just quit their job all at once with them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Be <laughs> strategic started, about it. Started on the side and then when it starts yeah. to grow or something, I mean, there's a lot of million ways to do it, but yeah. Uh, and then go after it, you know, I feel yeah. like, I guess, long story short, or to my point, what I'm trying to say is that, cause I, I, part of me was that, you know, you get caught up into the, I guess the rat race and you start going down a road and right. you say like, I'm going to stay at this job for X amount of years or only live here for X amount of years. And then it turns mm-hmm. into 15 years and, mm-hmm. and you don't really ask a lot of questions going down the road and then you almost feel trapped you know yeah no like, absolutely so so that's what yeah it's- life is too short to kind of do what makes you unhappy you know and I think if there's anything we learned from the pandemic is like life is really short and any, anything can be taken from you and it's you know literally in a drop of a dime or a week <laughs> you know like I, when it happened everyone was like oh just a week oh another week okay we're gonna mm-hmm. slow down and then 
and then two years later we're kind of still in it so yeah I mean again I'm not advice I mean or maybe do quit your job and maybe that's the fire that lights your butt and that's totally fine it's better that you make the decision than like say you get fired and then you're kind of stuck to like make a decision right or not fire but let go or for some reason or another you know mm-hmm. um but and that's the thing with with working for somebody else is that that's always kind of a possibility right like that's all and then but also working from yourself for yourself you're always thinking what well, could always fail too so it's like yeah so you might as well just do what makes you happy if in the long run it's gonna it might not work out anyway it's part of learning and part of success right not everything yeah. always works out and if you fail you learn from your mistakes and right back up on a horse and try to get yeah. country saying i guess whatever but yeah you know, <laughs> the pandemic though i mean I like the virtual aspect that you're talking about, you know, especially with the gym, just because, you know, I think there is a set amount of people out there who are still afraid to go to gyms and yeah. stuff. And I, t- and I get it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that or should do it, but, um, but with what you're saying, you can conclude tons of people all in one space as long as you have a screen, which. Almost yeah. Happens. As long as you have internet. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so, and again, like I wanted to make it really, really interactive and engaging and, and fun. And so um, we're also on this like messaging, all of the members are on this messaging platform. And so like even after class and before class, we're all kind of chatting online. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really cool because we talk about non-fitness stuff, just everyday things. Like today was the big Will Smith, Chris Rock talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can get your thoughts on that too here in a minute. <laughs> so, so, you know, we talk about everything and I think that just makes everybody a lot closer. Like again, like you go into a box, or your gym and you don't always just talk about you know how much you're deadlifting you're talking about like how your day was and like you know getting the coaches are getting to know the people and how many kids they have and what they do for work and stuff like that so what do you do for work chris or are you allowed Uh, to say yeah, I'm just okay. working on uh, higher education. I'm a software IT guy, I guess you could say. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So I'm not like coding or anything like that. I just kind all of right. operate a certain software for all of campus to make sure it just it works, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is a hard job to step away from because it's it seems very um stable. Yeah, so well, you know, kind of what we were also talking about, you know, like, so I got my bachelor's in physical education and my master's in sports management, thought I was going to go down. Make a lot of sense. But, you know, so I'm like I said, I'm like kind of a maybe a little bit above entry level kind of software guy. Yeah, yeah. Coding or developing new software. Right, like, wow. right. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those things that I was like, I, what you were saying that I just kind of didn't like the environment I was at and thought there was a, a different road I could go down and so yeah, one for jobs. and. That makes sense. I mean, I don't have, I mean, aside from my certifications, like I don't, I didn't go to school for fitness or entrepreneurism or, you know, business management or anything like that. Like I have a theater major, (laughs) you know, and I worked at a theater and that's when I was doing accounting and like, um, yeah, like I just loved the theater, but I guess that's another thing too. It's like, you never know where life is going to lead. And what you think life is going to be is always going to be different. Mm -hmm. So it's okay if you change your path. Like it's okay if you kind of drop what you're doing and then do something that makes you happy. And that thing that makes you happy might not make you happy in five years. And that's okay to drop that thing and start something else. Like, I feel like, like you're saying how like traditionally you do one thing and you're defined by that one thing. And then you, you know, that's what you do for the rest of your life. And so you retire and then you're like in, 
Florida is sipping on Mai Tais and like, you know, like, <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's, I, and if that makes you happy, great. But I just felt like I was just so multifaceted and multidimensional that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do all the things and enjoy, even if I'm not good at it, because right now this is making me happy and I'm going to commit to it. And then, you know, if something else happens, like I, I, I have other things in my mind, you know, in, in the future that I, I want to dabble in and, um, I might do that. And, and it's okay. Like I, I, at least, at least in my eyes, like it's, it's okay to do that. No, I agree. I mean, like, I think a lot of people don't want to take that step. Yeah. It's scary. Because it's scary. And they, and like you just said that they, most people will fail at something when they first try, first try it first, I guess. Yeah. Like not, oh yeah. Like, unless you're an outlier, a freak of nature, like LeBron James, right. we're gonna be good at yeah. or whatever. But yeah. I mean, but you know, but nobody wants to do that because nobody likes to fail and nobody mm-hmm. wants to look like a fool. But you sometimes you have to do that trying to get to the next step, you know? Right. Exactly. Stupid shit on this podcast, I'm sure. And I've messed up times. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I, I kind of I guess I kind of I got a philosophy that if you keep showing up, keep doing the work and keep yeah to get better, you will get better if you really want to. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's kind of to what I was saying that, you know, when I went down a different career, I guess, choice was just because that, you know, when I was, oh, when did I graduate? Oh, six. I don't remember when I graduated, but anyway, the internet and Facebook was starting to come about then, you know, and right then yeah. you still had to go to school to be successful now, but if you really want to learn something, you just get a YouTube education or talk yeah. <laughs> and learn what exactly your path and what you did. And I yeah. think, you know, mentorship is kind of, it's, it's, really powerful and that mm-hmm. you can find a good mentor too and that kind of help you along the way and tell you like the what they did wrong and what they did right maybe give you some sense of direction mm-hmm. and some people just don't do that and which that's one thing yeah. you know I probably had a couple that I didn't take seriously in college just when I had internships and stuff because I was more focused mm-hmm. on what are we doing Thursday night where we, where's the party <laughs> we got at my house so I had a different yeah I just wasn't thinking like that the way I should have been thinking I guess but mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm a different person 10 years ago. I'm a different person. Yeah. I'm 10 years from now, I'll be a different person. So yeah. That's what they say. Uh youth is wasted on the young or something like that. Like that's so true. Like when you're when you're young, you you think you have the whole world figured out. But then by the time you like are 30 and it's your late 30, he's like, oh wait, I think I really do have it figured out now. And I had it wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can go back, you know, but I feel like yeah, like it's just not, it's never too late. And I think that's like something that's so um, like going back to classes and stuff or fitness and stuff. Too, it's like, it's just really never too late. It's like when someone's trying to start their fitness journey and they're like, well, I'm old now. And like, it's just too late for me. It's like, no, like you can get mm. fit and healthy anytime in your life. And I think that's just a good analogy of, of just life, life. Like you, it's never too late to start living. I get a lot of people who you're like, oh, you do CrossFit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, no big deal. And they're like, oh, you got to be in shape to do CrossFit. You know, right. <laughs> it's not true. And I said, you know, if you want yeah. to get good at CrossFit, start doing it. You know, just, I know. <laughs> you don't just because I'm, you know, might be doing upside down push ups and muscle ups. Right. Like, that you can't do it. I mean, like, you know, you can scale, right. you can do it at your house, you know? Yeah. So that's what a lot of people get fearful of. I mean, so then they maybe try to do something like that because of ego, like I was saying earlier, then they get hurt. Right, right. Yeah, it's just about kind of knowing yourself and your limits, and then kind of just just dancing on that line mm-hmm. every little time, right? But when, not like when you're coaching, 
It's a good mm-hmm. question. So like I get this in podcasts. So I've done a couple of in-person ones and virtual ones. And it's like almost mm-hmm. a different vibe, obviously, when you do them in person. I mean, mm-hmm. do you feel that when you're doing the virtual coaching compared to, or do you feel like a hundred percent? Like I, if I had the choice, I would not have a virtual, <laughs> <laughs> but I like kind of just, again, like adapting, working with what I have. And I'm a pretty good virtual coach. Just like, I don't know if you can get through my energy like I'm like very animated I think I'm using my theater degree (laughs) but like there's just so much energy that you have to put into the screen um and then you just have to have that same care in person you know that you do on virtual so like just really looking at each individual person make sure they're moving right and like yeah I would much rather be in person for those types of things um but I'm trying to make the best best of what I got and so like like you said like you know an in-person podcast is probably way better than a virtual podcast, but, um, but yeah, you know, just kind of make the best of what you got. Like you, it obviously opens up and broadens your, um, exactly. like your, your, uh, guest list, right. When you say exactly. you can do a virtual, cause otherwise you just stuck with people in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> very, very rural town too so yeah. Yeah. I, I start, i'm doing a show in through down through here or something so. <laughs> yeah. but um what, what was your game plan with a theater degree i mean was that something um, i just wanted to be around like the theater like i loved um i loved just being like in like i was like a theater geek like huge theater geek and I did like audition and try to be an actress for a bit um but then I just got a little too superficial for me like I just was really insecure and I felt like auditioning and like having people judge you just made me feel even worse about myself (laughs) I would not yeah totally 100% oh yeah that's like a whole nother topic for another (laughs) (laughs) okay but yeah absolutely um and so uh I like but I still wanted to be part of theater so I I worked at a theater I did like back-end counting and stuff and it was a a really popular theater in LA it's called the Geffen Playhouse and I I worked there for seven years and it was again like one of those things where you're like blink of an eye and you're like I've been here for seven years like you know um so at that time it was just like okay again, I was like doing a lot of CrossFit. So I was like, I, I really love this thing right now. Maybe I can do something with it. And so that's kind of when I left the theater world. I know you said this would be another topic, but you think the CrossFit, the fitness stuff kind of got you out of your insecurity, insecurities? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like it definitely empowered me um, a- to look at myself in a way where I was like, be strong and don't worry about being skinny. But honestly, being the worrying about being like, not skinny still is like a very real thing that I struggle with like body image issues and I don't know if that's like enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Um, just our generation, how we grew up and like also like my parents and my family, Asian people are not nice about you, the way you look and how much you weigh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that and like maybe living in LA and a little bit more of a image focused area, I think maybe that didn't help either. And so, but then also within myself too, you know, like not having, not really knowing what true confidence was and, um, that's something I still struggle with, but not as much anymore. And it's something I try to teach, teach the clients too. It's like, try not to worry about what's on the scale. Try not to, you know, like love your body, but also understand that like improvements within yourself are, there's like room for improvement, but don't define yourself by the way you look, you know? Um, so like I, I'll, for instance, some people will come and be like, I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to like look this way or whatever. Right. And to me, like, that's fine. Like, I feel like having aesthetics goals is not wrong. And I think for a long time at CrossFit, it was more like, who cares what you think? Just as long as you're strong. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, that's definitely true. But sometimes what you look like doesn't match with what you feel in your mind. So, and that might be different for everybody. Like it might, like, I, I think that's the issue is like, the beauty standard, there shouldn't be a standard. It's whatever you feel like will look good, will make you feel feel good, then that's kind of what you need to go for. But I always stress to those clients that don't define your value with what you look like. So I can help you get there, but just be careful in not valuing yourself or devaluing yourself if you don't look like that, right? Like that's not all about it, but if you want to feel good and that's going to help you feel good and I'll help you, but, and it always has to be a realistic goal too. Like if I had someone that was like 90 pounds and coming to me and saying they want to lose 10 pounds, I'd be like, all right, maybe we get you a therapist before you like have you start this that's program. But because, you know, I've seen and, you know, read stories on people who just, you know, they're never skinny enough. They're never skinny enough. And there's some right. girl and I can't remember her name, but she looks, she's pretty popular on there. And I think it's just because she's, you know, so skinny, she's like literally skin and bones and people in the comments yeah. just like literally just saying, Hey, you know, you should go get checked out. Eat but, a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's really bad even just to say that. No, but, no, no, I know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I, feel like I try to go with, down that road. Hey, don't you? Yeah. Know? But, you know, yeah. but I feel so bad for him just because it's like, listen, you, I don't understand what the blockage is, you know, and, and maybe yeah. because I've, you know, never really had, you know, that type of, issues or addiction issues and stuff like that usually i'm just kind of like mm-hmm. what you said usually i just kind of look in the mirror and like, take my shirt off during my workout or whatever i feel good right whatever, you <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. but i mean you know i'm also i guess pretty self-aware too that you know like i have pretty much my diet stuff dialed in and you know like this mm-hmm. past week like i was telling you before we started that you know i had a little bit too much sweet tea and i knew that was fine yeah. for me and i could do that it's not <laughs> yeah. gonna last monday through friday you know right so, right um, and plus, because my health and like all the pros and cons for all that stuff is, um, you know, more important to me than actually just going out to have a beers every night, even though I like, right. you know, I have like a don't be weird rule, which right. I stole from, uh, I think his name's John Wilborn. He does power athlete. I don't know if you know who he is, but mm-hmm. cool dude. Anyway, he's just like, Hey, if someone mm-hmm. offers you a beer, drink a beer if you want it, man. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, don't be like, nah, you know, like, I might do yeah. today. I, I totally agree with that. And the thing is, I used to be the opposite way. Like, I used to be 
track my food, don't eat yep. carbs, paleo all the way. Like when paleo was all the rage, yep. um, work out twice a day, CrossFit in the morning, go to work, CrossFit in the evening. Like I was obsessed. Like I was like one of those people who like, that gave CrossFit a bad reputation. <laughs> like, like those when they're like, CrossFit people are too intense. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, looking back, I was definitely intense, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I, but I think I feel, I feel like I had to go through that to now understand the world of balance and happiness and true happiness. And, um, and also teaching that to, and, and make, creating a program around that, like true happiness is like working out and enjoying pizza and like, and being okay with it and not feeling guilty about it and not worrying about how you have to run it off later. And that's kind of true freedom. I think when you're, when you're at that point. So is that kind of your point now that you just choose quality over quantity and or do oh, you yeah. stick to a straight, a strict diet all the time now or no, I'm definitely like, yeah, I still, I don't eat dirty, you know, like I'm not like eating McDonald's every day, but I will enjoy McDonald's every once in a while. You know? <laughs> like, so, um, you know, I feel like as long as I was like, I think I really like the 80, 20 rule where it's like 80% of the time you're, you're doing well and you're, um, working out regularly and eating really well. Um, you know, I just like have a balanced diet and I just try to eat, uh, carbs, protein, fats, all in one meal, but plenty of veggies. Um, I hate vegetables too. And, but I know like I have to eat it. And so, you know, I try to just kind of scarf those down and, and knowing that I can really enjoy the 20% of my life where, you know, if someone does offer me a drink, I'm going to say yes and not feel guilty about it and splurge on the weekends and, um, enjoy life. Like I'm, I'm a huge foodie. Like I love enjoying food and if you can do that guilt-free. Then I think that's kind of the way to go. Yeah, that's one thing I've told people that I'm not a foodie. Like, I'm really not. I mean, because I use oh, really? thanks for dinner. Like, usually I just don't really care. You yeah. Know? It's just like, here's some chicken. I'll be fine. It's so much easier if you're not a foodie. You know, like people were like, oh, you have yeah. to eat this restaurant. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I go and it's like, what's great? I mean, it wasn't bad, but I'm not just, yeah. but maybe I just haven't also had that type of, uh, that type of meal where it was just like a chasm yeah. in my mouth or whatever you want to say. Yeah. What's like, your favorite meal? Lately, I just, I've been, I feel like I've been, I'm a meat guy. So I've been eating a lot of uh -huh. ribeyes and, um, you're not a foodie. You're just reading ribeye every day. Well, no, I mean, not every day, but I, it's between <laughs> that and chicken. And then, you know, I usually just have the same breakfast. I usually have like some eggs and spinach and then sometimes a bowl uh -huh. of oatmeal if I'm feeling it. And Yeah. Um, so you're just pretty much protein and a little bit of carb. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. so I know I, when was this three years ago, four years ago, I followed Renaissance periodization third mm -hmm. diet. And so that was mm -hmm. the leanest I ever got. And yeah. so, you know, I usually float around 165, 170, and I got down to 155 with them, which uh, it was. Do you think that was too much? Um, like too strict? Too, no, too just because, well, as far as eating, just because, you know, it was literally like two eggs and a handful of spinach, roughly. Mm -hmm. Maybe go get a mm -hmm. handful of nuts, it said, if you're still hungry. Yeah. So <laughs> that was hard to adjust to. Yeah. Because my body wasn't used to it at first. But after a couple of weeks, that's what it says. Like, all right, once you hit this limit or, or this stage, then you advance to the next stage and cut even more out. Um, but right. I also base it like the way I'm eating also on my performance, you know, like in CrossFit. So I even did a competition wow. there and I'm um, PR'd my snatch in a competition. So I was like, well, maybe. Nice. And that's when I guess I, nutrition started coming more yeah. serious for me. And mm -hmm. that and it's like kind of what you just said, the 80-20 rule. But 
Um, but then I was super strict, like hundred percent. Like I was not drinking. I was strict, yeah. strict to their templates and or templates and it really helped. But now it's kind of like, you know, like last night I had two slices of pizza watching UNC. So yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of what I've gotten to that. I, I know how my body's going to perform the next day. And you know, I was a little tired though today just because of that too much sweet tea. On the sweet but, tea. Um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like, I know, I feel like I've gotten so in touch, I guess that I know like, Hey, is this going to benefit me tomorrow? How am I feeling? Is it going to decrease yeah. performance? And go ahead. Yeah, I got it down for the most part, but I've also been doing it for nine years or so. Well, right, right. At least serious out four years, maybe three years. And when you were younger, were you eating like were you not like not super picky eater? Like were you pretty easy when it comes to that? So like in college and stuff, it was just yeah, I was just kind of like yeah, just give me some chicken again, some vegetables. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really care. <laughs> and it was like yeah. like in college, just like you said, if they're like, hey, we're going to McDonald's tonight. You want to go? I'm like, well, yeah, I want to mm-hmm. go. Give me a number one. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. um, Big Mac. And <laughs> that was like kind of the thing that I thought food was still food. I didn't really know the difference between process and ultra processed. And right. Food. Yeah. Same. All that mm-hmm. stuff. Like right now I'm reading the uh, Robert Wolf's book, Sacred Cow. And mm-hmm. yeah. Have you seen, have you heard the Joe Rogan? Yeah. Uh, so that's what I yeah, yeah. To that. And then my, my, one of my buddies bought the book. And so I was like, well, now I got to get it. So he read it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, only, I'm not far into it yet. Um, I'm also reading Will Smith's book, ironically enough. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, is it good? Yeah, it's actually, have you started it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm almost finished with it. It's really yeah. like it's just based on his life and stuff. But um, yeah, he talks about it like because you know, growing up, here's a side tangent, I guess. But growing up, you know, he was <laughs> a lot of movies. Um, I guess during like my so like when was when did Independence Day come out? Like '99, maybe? Night, yeah, like. I need yeah. a sticker on here. So not even, uh, <laughs> I know you need you need a Jamie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, need, uh, so then like that came out. Then Men in Black. Then I remember Wild Wild West. And yeah. Like so, I was like, "Oh, Will Smith is big time. He's so cool." I know. I I love him. I, I I I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like I'm I was I'm like, I'm still his fan. I'm still his fan. Just like dang. <laughs> All right. So do you think it was staged or do you think it was? Uh, so Rip. at first I thought it was staged because like I was like, well, he has a book coming out. This is totally staged. Yeah. And then I, I watched the uncensored J- Japanese version. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not staged. Because like I think it wasn't staged because of Chris Rock's reaction. Because it was like it was too like what the fudge <laughs> just happened. You know, like and he was almost ready to hit him back. That's he what- was like. What yeah. do you do? Like I was talking to somebody at the chin tonight. It's like, what would you do? You're hosting or whatever. He was at the Oscars and you just got slapped. I, I mean, do you retaliate? Do you take it? I mean, do you just play yeah. it off? And he, I think he handled it beautifully. Like he made a joke about it and the joke was good. And I was like, Oh my God. And then, but at first I thought it was fake. I was like, that was totally staged. Mm-hmm. But then I rewatched it. I was like, Oh man, that's totally real. Uh, but I, also I didn't even realize him and Jada were, still together i guess like yeah they're like such a it's a weird situation with them and and at first i don't know if you saw but at first like will smith laughed at the joke yeah that's what i saw in the memes today and then and then he looked over at jada and she wasn't laughing and that's when he got up yeah um so i mean even though she wasn't laughing he still got up and made a point to go slap somebody at the oscars which i I mean I wonder if he thought that was him showing his manhood and stuff. Like, I think I would just be like, whatever, I'll talk to him after the thing. I don't know what I would yeah. do. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, you never know what you're going to do in that moment when you're trying to defend 
the honor of your woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I just I don't think there's any circumstance where uh, in a professional, I guess, in a professional setting, like you shouldn't be hitting people. You know, like you shouldn't just like slap somebody. You shouldn't, regardless of. And the joke wasn't even that bad. Like it wasn't like I don't know. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even a good joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, cool. Like I didn't. Well, I didn't know she had alopecia. So he said. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that either. So, I, but I'm also not keeping up with pop culture all the time. So. Right. I didn't know either, but I don't know. Like it just seemed like a, but like, it wasn't a funny joke. Like maybe Chris Rock shouldn't make fun of people, but he makes fun of people. Like, That's don't you know that you're gonna be like when you bring Chris Rock onto these situations, he's gonna make fun of people. That's part of stand-up comedy. They're going to make fun, <laughs> yeah. of, fun of somebody. Probably They're gonna make fun of you. You know who Burt Kreischer is? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's one of Joe Rogan's boys. He was in uh, our area two or three weeks ago, and I went and saw him in uh, in, uh, in person. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But he was cracking jokes on people in the front row. And yeah. stuff. I mean, you got to expect it. you're going to a stand-up comedy. Yeah. Show. I know. I know. Oh, my AirPods. Hold on. Oh no. <laughs> AirPods. My ears are too small. You got the pros. Okay. Yeah, they're giant. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> I got the first too, and I have to like keep changing mine out because sometimes mine fall out too. But in other yeah, people. I need to get that fancy headset that you have. Oh yeah, well, that's what, <laughs> one thing I was like, all right, so I want good audio, and that I want to have good headphones, and that way I can monitor it the whole time. Like it took me a while to get used to hearing myself. Uh, oh yeah, that would be so weird. I don't like but, to hear like I don't yeah. like to listen to myself talk. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm used to it now, but yeah, at first I was yeah, like, yeah, you know. If, Podcasts are mainly audio. I only did the video version of it just because I feel like you have to now. I don't right. know. I guess all the big dogs are doing it. But uh do people watch the video? Yeah, uh, they do, the- but not as much yeah. as the uh, actual audio, which I get because yeah. you know, uh when Joe was when he had his own uh I act like he's my best friend when Joe Rogan <laughs> You know, me and my buddy Joe. <laughs> when he was on Oh, you know Joe too. He's my best friend too. <laughs> when he when he was on youtube like you know i was at my desk like literally eight hours a day so i would just pull up the youtube version and just right. keep and it on one of my screens while i was doing other stuff but yeah most people now he's on spotify yeah, yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's a video version on that too but um yeah through the audio stuff now which I, that's where most of my hits come from and i get it mm-hmm. you know, going down yeah. the walk i like doing other stuff like when i when i say i read too like i do audio books yeah yeah okay well some people are like that's not uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is i mean i could just be jamming yeah, getting something out of exactly. it like i can go walk the dogs while i read this yeah. book, so to speak or listen you have dogs yeah more I'm, than one i got yeah i'm a single dad of two wiener dogs wiener dogs <laughs> sausage dog maybe whatever yeah. yeah um i have a cattle dog she's a puppy and she's like really mean <laughs> like an aussie you mean a cattle dog yeah 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 Super energetic. So I had a, a uh, an Aussie before we got her, and she passed. And but but she was like the nicest dog. Like she was so sweet. Didn't bark at anyone. Didn't didn't care for other dogs. Like just wanted to hang out with us. Um, and then she passed, and I was like, well, never again. Like we can never get another dog because that dog was just perfection. Oh. And um. And then we're like, we gave in, got another dog, got another cow dog, this time a red one, not a blue one. And uh, apparently the last dog we got was like an anomaly as, as far as cattle dogs go. Like this one is like every 
bad rap you hear about cow dogs is what she has. She nips at people. She's barky. She jumps. She's crazy energetic. Like she cannot stay still. She's crazy, but I love her. <laughs> but I mean, those cattle dogs, though, I used to have a border collie for years. and they, Oh, so they, smart. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, yeah. teaching that dog anything was so easy. Teaching these little guys, yeah. like, it yeah. takes 14 days. But with him, it took 10 minutes. Like, are you smarter than me? Yeah, the border collie is the smartest dog. Exactly. Top, but, um, top one. But yeah, they, they just have, like, I guess my point was they have so much pent-up energy that yeah. you have to get them out. Like, I was just playing ball with it constantly, constantly just trying yeah. to get them out and stuff. and. Yeah. I think that's part. I don't know if that's for all dogs, but I just feel like you got to get that burn that energy out. Maybe that's why. Yeah. You know, he's that barky and he was always friendly, but I don't know about yours. But I was, yeah, no, we exercise her a ton. Yeah. Uh, and she's still very, very mean. <laughs> well, that, you know, with work and stuff, I had to keep mine basically just in a house by himself for eight hours a day. And I was just like, man, that's ain't no life for you, bro. You want to be out yeah. there cows and sheep and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. We even have the do not pet like um, collar for her, so like people don't get near her. Is it she all, likes her personal space. Is it all strangers she does it to, or no? She's getting better. Like we we're we're training her, um, and she's again really smart. So like you said, like teach her anything yeah. in like ten minutes. Um, but sometimes she's too smart, so like she knows what we're trying to get her to do, and she's like, mm, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> But um, but she just likes personal space. So even if she like kind of knows you, she doesn't want you in her space. Mm. But she loves us. Like she's really loyal to her people. But yeah, that's where those dogs are. They know who their people yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she's a handful, but I love her. <laughs> man, it's tough. Like I had dogs growing up my whole life. Like this, I was always a dog person. But yeah, when you lose, especially when you're a little kid. I yeah, know. I know. It's heartbreaking. It's, uh, I think it's worse as an adult. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know. I like could not recover. I was like so sad. Like it's, it's probably like the worst sadness. Like, <laughs> because like, I think because yeah. like with the dog, it's just so help. Like they, you know, they can't communicate what they're feeling. And then I don't know. I mean, for maybe for me, it was like so sudden too. Like that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Told you we talk about everything. I was gonna say I don't want to uh, get kind of. <laughs> I told you tangents. <laughs> we good. went through all the emotions. In the- <laughs> so all right, let's 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 we'll switch gears gears here then, so we don't get too. Sad. <laughs> I want to ask you about. Uh, you said you've uh, been doing Brazilian jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Hello. You know that's. I've been doing it for five years now, six years okay. now. Um, and again, it's one of those things where you. I started as a, an adult and a white belt and uh, didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like one of those situations where you just kind of have to go into knowing that you're going to suck at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, sucked for a very long time. I still suck, but like, you know, like good enough to have a purple belt. Again. You're purple. Um, yeah, but I feel like I was belted too early, but that's neither here nor there. I'm still, I'm still accepting the fact that I have it, but yeah, it's, uh, I think that everybody should learn jujitsu. <laughs> unless you're like a bad person, unless you're a bad guy. Because <laughs> then I don't want, I don't want, if I'm going to defend myself against you, then please don't learn it. But um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really um, empowering and more empowering than what I've ever done in CrossFit. 
things I've done in CrossFit has helped me in jujitsu, like yeah. like strength wise. But um, again, starting from scratch and not knowing anything and not knowing like you know these body positions that you're not really used to. You know, like in CrossFit when you're squat, you're like it's everything is knees out, knees out. And then there's some positions in jujitsu where you have to bring your knees in, you know. And so it's like that's really weird. But just being able to adapt and yeah, I honestly highly recommend it for everyone, especially women. And and don't be afraid about it because you'll if you find again if you find the right school, if you find the right teacher, then you'll have a a really positive experience. Yeah, the reason I asked was because I've been dealing with a little burnout on CrossFit myself. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm one of these people. You, I have to do something active. I always just feel better, you know. Yeah. When I'm moving or just getting sweat or whatever you want to say, but yeah. um, even after a tough day at work, you know, tough days work sucked i go down to the gym i start moving and throwing around weight mm-hmm. yeah okay so uh, how long have you been doing crossfit uh since 13 so what is that eight nine years so. yeah 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 so we're about the same like i think i'm like 10 11 years but kind of the same time but yeah i you know it honestly almost also reignited my my love for crossfit because i was i'm i primarily do jujitsu as like my, my workout now but i do go back to crossfit like two three times a week just because i feel like it definitely, I want to keep up with the strength part, you know, of, of my body. And I, I still want to be strong where if you only do solely jujitsu, then you're, you're not going to be strong in certain ways, but you know, you'll gain strength in other ways, but you do lose, lose the gains as they say, if you're only doing body weight stuff. <laughs> I mean, I get, that, but I, I mean, but I think that's something that I really wouldn't, I don't know if I say that now, have an issue with it. Who I mean, who cares if you can't go pick up 225 anymore or whatever? You right. Want. No, that's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's where I'm starting to get to is that, you know, it's just like, it's like oh my God, you should try jujitsu. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was asking about because yeah. that's one uh-huh. thing that if I found another activity that I think I would want to do, yeah. but, you know, that was, I was saying earlier, it's kind of rich, really rural where I'm at. So finding a good gym right. in this area would be pretty tough. And I think there are a couple, Yeah. but I don't mm-hmm. know if they have the best reps or not. So if anybody knows, hit me up on that. Yeah. But 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 yeah, but like also what you were saying, like going into your first class, and I wouldn't know anything. I have no background in it besides whatever I've seen on the internet and right. Kids. And so I was very uncomfortable. Don't know that. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable because um well, I like went I I've been to two gyms now. And so again, shop around. So the first gym I went to, I went because um they were like they had a lot of women in class and they had a specific women's class and I thought like that would make me feel more comfortable because in specific jujitsu positions like you have people in between your legs and and so like in my mind I was like well I'll um I'll do this all women's class maybe it's a little less uh less uncomfortable you know and so um but I I didn't really uh, the, the gym was fine like it was great it was a great community but for some reason I didn't feel like I fit in, but like I still follow them on Instagram and stuff and they're doing great things and they have a great kids program, but I don't know, for some reason I just didn't really um, connect and like, it was kind of a far drive from where I was going. So I, my, my brother-in-law actually, he at the time was a purple belt and he kept talking to my husband about like jujitsu all the time. And my, my husband was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Next time, next time or whatever. And like, he never did it. And so I started jujitsu before my husband and um and oh because my one of my friends was attacked and that's why I wanted to do it because she was like I'm five one and she was like 
five seven and real like pretty tall and I well that's not pretty tall that's probably average height <laughs> like she was like taller than me and so like she was able to get away just knowing no martial arts just like by sheer force and just sheer like will to not be attacked like this guy had a gun like everything and she just like got away and so when she told me the story I was freaked out because I am so small and so I felt like man someone can literally just pick me up and like run off and whatever and I had zero self-defense skills and so that really scared me so then I looked into jujitsu. I went to the school and then I didn't really like the school and then I talked to my brother-in-law he's like go to my school go to my teacher and I and he was right like and then my husband started so like it was kind of this family thing too now and my teacher is amazing shout out to Flavio Meyer jiu-jitsu <laughs> he's just so chill He's so like, he's like a uh, Brazilian and he's like, he lives in Santa Cruz, which is like a beach town in, in California. And he's basically like, jujitsu's and surfs. That's all he <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he's so knowledgeable and he's like a, like a world champion. And, but you, you can like, if, if there aren't medals on the, on the wall, you could like, it's not something he brags about, you know, he's just, you know, he's just very humble, very easygoing. And I think that's the vibe I needed and wanted. And so there were no girls really in, in this specific school. Um, now it's just me and another girl, but like having my husband there helped, having my brother-in-law there helped and now my nephew. And, and so, um, so it really doesn't matter if it's an all girl situation. If that's, I guess that's my point is that if you find the right people to train with and the right teacher, then it's going to be a good situation. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. I mean, that's yeah. And, and just be ready to like, just feel like you suck at everything. <laughs> Well, that's what I feel like, you know, especially like you were just saying that being in weird positions and stuff, like I've never really, I've never, I've never rolled. I don't they call it rolling when you roll. Yeah, yeah. See, you already, you already know the lingo. You're good. <laughs> Listen to my man Joe talk about it. Yeah, yeah. You're your buddy Joe. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, that's the only thing. Like I've never done anything like that. It's like, you know, being in those weird positions and, you know, I don't know. I'd be freaked out or kind of weird. But I mean, I feel like if I've done it when I was younger, it might be different, but like now right. being you know, like I'm older. Old you, the like, thing is every, yeah. I mean, now, I mean, I started per, before COVID too. So like now that COVID's like, why don't you know where you've been? And you're reading on me. <laughs> but once you get rolling, like it really, you don't even think about that, the closest of it, because you're so focused on what you want to do, what, what move you want to do, what, like what the move of the day, or if you're rolling or whatever, you're so focused on that, that you're not even really like, you don't really care that someone's like in your face. When you go home after, I guess, practice or a session or whatever, mm -hmm. are you looking up stuff like on YouTube? Like, oh, maybe I can figure out. Oh, all the time. All the time. Like my algorithm is all like, it's like Kelly Clarkson videos. It's like YouTube <laughs> but like one day, one day, like day in the pandemic, I think my husband and I, we like literally watched like all of you. We joke that we finished UFC because we would go back to the old old fights and like watch all of those videos We're like oh man we literally finished UFC <laughs> <laughs> well. but yeah we're always watching videos I think my, my husband more so than me like he'll find really good ones and then he'll send them to me but um but yeah that's I definitely like and I follow people on Instagram so I'll see these things and I'll try to like do that move and I think that's the cool thing about because I don't even remember for like like when I started CrossFit and that was all new to me, but essentially it's still exercise, you know, like you still, you still have a 
a familiarity of like push-ups and squats, you know, those concepts. So it's not brand, brand new, but like with jujitsu, it was like totally new. Didn't know any of the concepts. Didn't know where I was, what I was supposed to do. Why am I supposed to do it? And so starting from scratch, um, it really opens your eyes and like, it really, you really have to not be resistant to resistant to learning because, um, and especially at an older age, it's like really hard to like, not be like, I don't want to do that way or like question it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to just be open to being a student. I guess that, that whole quote of never not be a student. Yeah, always like, really lives on. Yeah. <laughs> always be learning. I've always heard, uh, I'm always <laughs> called you know like complex problem solving just because you know when you make a move the other person's going to make a move. yes what are they going to and do there, yeah, there's a move for that and there's a move for that and there's a yeah. defense for that and um is it like, is it like and a, it, that's you know, fun same time like because you're sitting there thinking and also trying to be physical at the same time but you're like oh if i don't fuck up here then he's gonna get me in this or she or. right right you'll you'll get to a point where you stop thinking and you just react to the other person ah so it's just yeah train and then you just let your instincts take over and, and then and then and you're just miyagi into these these movements <laughs> like <Miyagi>. yeah <laughs> you're like whoa i can't believe i just did that oh my god i love cobra kai oh this last season was so good <laughs> it, it got a little cheesy towards the end for me which oh, is cheesy, cheesy. But it, it went way cheesy when they did like a little concert before the match or whatever oh i know okay actually you're right I, that was the one thing oh, come i on. i didn't i didn't like that i was like why is carrie underwood here i love carrie underwood but she doesn't need to be on the mat with her heels. There's no, no shoes allowed on the mat. And like, she's just like with her heels on the mat. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Disrespecting karate. Yeah. Like, Why did, how did y'all get Carrie Underwood to sign up to go sing at a yeah. karate or I'm glad they did. I mean, I still watch it. I still crush it. I mean, can't yeah. I like the second season better than the third season, but the first season definitely. I just feel like, like I get that johnny and daniel are supposed to be like butting heads but like like can they just come together for once? <laughs> like, tried it right then it's just or the spoiler alert for anybody who's not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah i mean like they bring them together then they got to cause more drama or whatever no it's like okay we get it you're very different but can you just for this one cause <laughs> just come together have you uh have you watched uh euphoria <laughs> You know no, about? I've heard that that's very depressing, and it, I just have to be in a mind, a good mindset for that. It's weird, it's odd, but it's kind of what we were just saying. Like, it's like you know, they're high school students, and stuff. yeah. But listen, was this really that much drama when I was in high school? I remember it being <laughs> yeah. like overly dramatic. It's like, how can yeah. we cause more and more problems? And which maybe yeah. in so school, but what? Where does that take place? What do you mean? Like, what city? Or, oh, uh, I guess it's I guess it's in California. I don't know if it really says. Oh, okay. But that, the way based on the settings and stuff, I would assume L.A. or somewhere out there. L.A. Yeah. To what it had. All the drama. Yeah. <laughs> so I ain't big up on a, the drug game, but I was like, what is yeah. That? I guess more appeals than anything. When Zendaya is that her name? Zendaya, yeah. yeah. She's crushing. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, she's like she's on she's top of the world. I love her. She's she great. Really well like, yeah. I'm impressed, but. Yeah. But she's like, man, come on, y'all. Come on. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hear. I hear that it's like really depressed, depressing. And then also like, is it really realistic? Because is there really that? And then for parents with kids that age, you're just like, I've heard like, 
they're now scared. Like, is that what's going on these days? That was one of my questions was that I guess just because, you know, when I was in high school, like I said earlier that, you know, even in late college, we were finally getting Facebook and stuff. But so in high school, we yeah. didn't have access to, you know, you pulled up something on Google. It could be porn at any minute. And you just, right. you know, these kids are like doing that. And plus they know all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, high school is now. Yeah. It's a whole different generation, man. So yeah, sound like an old grandpa. No. I know. <laughs> Way back when, when I just had Facebook, exactly. I had to walk in snow uphill both ways. <laughs> All right, Janet, let's take this uh, this MF at home, as they say. I don't want to keep. Uh, are we done? I, we could well, we could have talked forever. Don't, yeah, but I don't want to be respectful of your time. So uh, I thought uh, we take it home and. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, we had talked about a whole lot of nothing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got some main points across, and we can do a part two so, down the road. This is what's gonna happen the next time. Part two. This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna. You probably have quit your job and do, and you're gonna be doing something else that you're passionate about, and you're probably gonna be doing jujitsu. Well, That's my prediction. Okay. Well, just to clarify, though, I really like. I don't have a bad job. I really like my job. No, 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 no. Absolutely. So it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Oh I gotta quit. Like I'm just hate it so much. Like I really like. Oh no, no, no! And that's why you've stuck but, around for so long. Yeah. Like, you'll so, probably do a little something, a little bit. So maybe not quit your job. Maybe you'll start another project that will lead you towards the path of maybe. your passion. I do want to do BJJ though for the bad. Yeah, and then jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> do uh, it. We'll see what happens. Um. All right. So before we get off here, uh, people want to find your stuff and all that good stuff. Where do they do that? Yeah, so you can uh, go on to gymparty.com and check out the program. Um, follow us at Instagram at gymparty underscore or follow me at Janet Navarrete, two R's, two T's. <laughs> and yeah. Cool. Janet, you're a badass person. I love this. This was fun. Thank you, Chris. That was so much fun. Hey, if you ever need a part two, let me know. You're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> out of here. Uh, hope you got some stuff out of this. Good news and good night and stuff yeah <laughs> all those things yeah. <laughs>